Who in their right mind could possibly deny the 20th century was entirely mine? All of it! Hail Satan. That's true. Hail Satan. Uh, Satanus. Satanus. But, um, I mean, as you know, I, I start recording before I call anybody, but that doesn't mean we have to start. How's it going? It's been a couple weeks. A lot, lot can have happened. Uh, it's going good. I started watching Mr. Robot, uh, and I am reading a book. And I am, uh, oh, that's about it. I did a, a guest spot on NFW, and then I did a guest spot on Friday Nightmares. So just trying to load up on guest spots to keep me occupied. Got to keep the mind limber or uh, keep the time full? Pretty much, yeah. It's mostly just keep my time full. I started reading a new book. I don't know if it was because... I'm just me or because we finally got to hammering down when we were going to talk about this movie. But I heard the author of a book called The Power Worshippers interviewed by Sam Cedar the other day. The Power Worshippers is basically about the people that the Satanic Temple are fighting. It's it's uh, what she calls them Christian nationalists. It's like the Jerry Falwells and the, the Bill Grahams and the people that. The family is about and shit like that. I can't remember. Did you watch yeah. that documentary or read that book yet? No. The family? No, I, I don't even know if I've heard. I don't know if I'm aware of this. The family is a docuseries and at least one or two books about the religious group in D.C. that um, sprouted from the people that started the National Prayer Breakfast. And, you know, how like every president since, I think, Eisenhower has been going to those. And it's just this group, and they're trying to be behind the scenes, but they have politicians come, and they it's really fucking creepy. Uh, I think it might be right up your street. Wow, yeah, I definitely have to check this out. 
It's uh, the documentary is on Netflix, and the guy that wrote the book that it sprouted from lived in one of their houses for a while and then got the fuck out. And he pops up every once in a while to be interviewed. Yeah, I'll definitely have to look at this. This is up my alley. I think they talk about some of the shit that we talked about in our conspiracy episode. Oh, shit. Yeah, I definitely got to look into this. <laughs> Especially with a little bit of extra time. I think, oh, I can't remember. It's at least, it's probably eight episodes. I'm going to say it's at least four. Okay. But yeah, uh, I haven't got too far in the power worshippers. It's very much along those lines. Gotcha. Yeah, now that's on my radar, I'll be checking this out. But, yeah. Oh, fuck. Hail Satan is a documentary that I think I first talked to you about it, seeing if you knew a way that I could watch it. Yeah, and at that time, I don't... I think it was uh, only in festival and hadn't quite hit VOD services yet. That That's what I remember. Pretty soon came to at least VOD and... I think now it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Is it? Yeah, Hulu. And, you know, I knew that if I was going to talk about this, the first person <clears throat> that came to mind is you. I guess this would be a good time to introduce you. If you do not recognize this man's singular voice, it is the Jerry Herring. What's up, everyone? I am here to talk uh, about Satanism with you. I figured you'd have something to say about this movie. I do. I, I have a lot to say about the movie and about Satanism um, in general. Specifically, we are talking about the denomination of the Satanic Temple, which is what I'm part of. It is a. It is deemed the more political activist side of Satanism. Um, so basically... The Church of Satan, uh, which was established by Anton LaVey, was the first of modern Satanism where they were basically saying, hey, we don't believe in God. We don't believe in the devil. We just use um, satanic imagery to show the hypocrisy of humanity, to show how these humans who deny their carnal writes on Sunday morning were the night before uh, drinking and, and fucking hookers. And then Sunday morning, they're repenting to God. And then Monday morning, they're judging you in the office. <laughs> um, and, and the church of Satan is very, very much about individuality. That is probably its, its number one thing, uh, so much so that it does not have political leanings. It does not do that whatsoever. So out of that... <clears throat> you had the satanic temple evolve into existence and its evolution into existence was because it wanted to take a more political active stand. It wanted to fight for equality. It wanted to fight against the, what it deemed um, the hypocrisy uh, in the world and wanted to bring equality uh, to diversity because keep in mind the satanic temple does not want to get rid of other religions. It just wants to coexist with those religions in a, in a fair sense. It doesn't want a piece of the pie. It wants to make sure everyone's getting a fair and equally treated piece of the pie. 
That was what I what I gathered from the from the documentary and from conversations that I've had with the random smattering of people that I have that align with the satanic temple. I know there's it's you know it's usually somebody will say you know it's, yeah it's the satanic temple not the church of satan uh, or or like uh, somebody says later on in the movie pluralism bitches. Yeah. Um. And, and for the record, the church of satanism hates the satanic temple. Uh, they want nothing to do with it. They believe they are the only people allowed to be Satanists. They are the only modern Satanism. Uh, they do not believe in, in any kind of offshoot or anything like that whatsoever. They they I remember when the documentary came out, they were very much basically like, that documentary is not about Satanism, so why should we care? Because the Satanic Temple is not Satanism, the Church of Satan is Satanism. Um, which is why a lot of people like me have an issue with the Church of Satan because uh, they're... Okay, put it this way. If you want uh, to buy a membership into the Satanic Temple, it is $25. You get a card and a certificate. If you want to join the Church of Satan, that's going to run you about $250. Really? Yes. Um, they they seem to. Uh, I'll put it this way. My my buddy Kenneth, that I do kill the cast with. Uh, him and I have had many conversations with Satanism, and I'll uh, I'll uh, bring him up a few times while we're talking because I uh, I talked to him this morning um, about it, getting an outside opinion because he is not a Satanist, and so I, I kind of we were talking about different things, and uh, he was he sees the Church of Satan. As kind of elitist assholes. And I'm not saying that they are. But I understand why people look at them and see that. When when you look at like their Twitter responses. It's very snide remarks. It's very condescending. And their whole viewpoint on anyone else in Satanism. Except for them being false. Just rubs me the wrong way. Here's the thing with Christian denominations. Most of them don't look at the others and go, oh, they don't exist. They're not real Christians. They just look at them as as Christians on the wrong path. But like you can look at someone like the Mormons who who do not believe uh, whatsoever that the other religions in Christianity are right. Um, you could say the evangelicals, which are kind of like uh, – Weirdly, the, the radical side of Christianity, uh, them not really believe that it's not that they don't believe that they, they don't exist. They just believe that they're wrong, uh, they, but they don't call them like, oh, they're not really Christians. They're not fake Christians. They're just like they're Christians on the wrong path to where in Satanism, the uh, Church of Satan is saying if you're not with the Church of Satan and you're not following the the works of Anton LaVey, you were not a Satanist, period. And, like, the Satanic Temple at no point has ever said that, take, taken away from LaVey and said LaVey didn't create Satan, Satanism. We all agree. Modern Satanism created by Anton LaVey. That is fact. It seemed like it was more of a one-sided disdain. It is. And, yeah, uh, like you were saying in the introduction to how you feel about the temple, the actor that Lucian Greaves 
which what do we call him the founder the co-founder he is a co-founder and he is the face of the satanic temple he is basically um he is the co-founder but i guess he's also the pr of the satanic temple like he like he is the face he is 100 percent the face of the satanic temple if they had a pope maybe that uh, yes, yeah, something like that. While it's still very much uh, the the other guy that run it runs it with him that that created like they are pretty much half and half on on everything. But the other guy he wants to be anonymous, and I mean originally so did Lucian, but at some point they realized that they couldn't do that. And you can tell when you watch the beginning of this documentary, and you kind of see they have this actor guy who's doing the the uh hail satan for rick scott thing it's so bad it it just (laughs) is not good and you can see lucian kind of like cringing and realizing that this is not the road they can go down yeah it looks like he physically cuts him off when he's talking to the reporter not by touching him but by crossing between the two and sort of looking at him and I think that's right when he said, you know, then I realized that if I wanted someone to say exactly what I want to say, it had to be me. Yes, exactly. And and thank Satan he did. <laughs> I've long followed the acts of the, the Satanic Temple long before I really paid any attention to them inwardly, because every time I was pissed off about some, you know, fucking Rick Scott or the Ten Commandment structures, or some dumb abortion rule, or the, what, the Christian clubs at school, or anything like that, the Satanic Temple pops up, and they're like, yeah, sure, let's have a after-school Satan club, and have you yell at me saying, do your religion at home, why you gotta do it here? The people don't realize that they're answering their own questions about keeping religion out of the public sphere. Yeah, like, okay, so I wrote a couple of things that I wanted to uh, bring up. So, like, for instance, that and when they're talking about, um, you know, erecting the Baphomet and and them getting death threats, I wanted to speak on this, and, and this is what I wrote. Like, you have to understand, we get death threats from people who believe murder is a sin and preach love and compassion. How is it that not openly critical, and how is it held as a good thing? We say we are the land of the freedom, but yet it seems it's only freedom for those who choose Christ to influence our country. They want prayer in school, but only theirs. They want a government ran by religion, religious dogma, but once again, only theirs. It's tyranny, not freedom. The U.S. was not founded as a Christian nation, and if you look at the Constitution, the only expression of religion is of the freedom to practice your religion without the government interfering with it and without governmental bias but in the 1950s as we went into the cold war fear-mongering christian patriotism took hold and under god was added to the pledge of allegiance and uh in god we trust on our paper money it was not added because we were born of a christian nation but because of communism because of our enemy that that we now have the idea of the United States being a Christian nation. And that's crazy to think about that because of Russia, 
because of communism. People think that we are a Christian nation because of this, the Pledge of Allegiance and our money. That's what they always focus on. You'll see it in the dock when the people are coming up and says, in, in the Pledge of Allegiance, it says, under God. On our money, it says, in God we trust. And I just wanted to be like, not originally, uh, but it's because of communism. And, and Christians always love using fear-mongering. You see it when they preach about fire and brimstone um, or anything like this. They always say we're, we're leading our country down a bad path. We need prayer in school, but whoa, 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 whoa. Only prayers to Jesus, not the little Muslim kid. We don't do that. So the the biggest thing with Satanism in itself has always been against this big hypocrisy. The Satanic Temple took it further with activism. And uh, they, they use the legal system to fight this religious hypocrisy. And they're not trying to kill Christianity. They are just trying to make sure, hey, Christianity needs to stay in its yard and understand that other people have yards also. You can't come around and put your cross in everybody's yard and use all these excuses because we can point out how those excuses are not right with facts. But then they just ignore that shit and, and, and it doesn't matter. So we have to fight them using their own rules and regulations against them. All the while, Fox News doesn't get it. They just can't wrap their he heads around why somebody wants to force their religion on somebody. Yeah. Well, okay. So, <laughs> And Tucker Carlson can see, he can smell a false news story when he sees one. Yeah, he can. Okay. Well, let's talk about the biggest issue with Satanism. It's image. Um, the problem with with it is the image Satanism uses. It it can come off as extremely corny, extremely offensive, um, and both of those things make people either go, "I'm not going to take that seriously." He's wearing a cape and Halloween devil horns on his fucking head. I can't take that seriously. Or it's, oh, well, that's the devil. It's evil. So obviously they're just trying to do bad and no one listens. So Satanism has this issue where no matter how much we explain things to them, it doesn't work because they refuse to listen. Whether it's it's because they look at us and go, Jesus Christ, grow out a hot topic. Or they just go, all Satan, bad, bad, bad. And, and that is a problem. Uh, it is a huge problem with the satanic temple, but at the same time, and this is something me and Kenneth talked about at length this morning, because he's the first person that kind of pointed out to me the whole corniness of the image. Uh, cause I always knew people wouldn't take us seriously for this. Like I remember, uh, not too long ago, like my stepdad's mom had come up for, I think it might've been for Christmas and I was over there. And at the time, uh, my chapter, which no longer exists for the Satanic Temple, the Tennessee chapter, um, uh, well, technically Nashville, but we were uh, doing a, a fundraiser. I don't really fundraiser. We were taking in donations of of stuff for animals, food, toys, beds, all that stuff. So my mom knows I'm a Satanist. Okay, 
But at this point, I had not explained to her fully what it was. And that, and she knows I, I've been far away from God for a long time. But she is of the Christian faith. Uh, her father was a Baptist preacher. When he died, her mother remarried another Baptist preacher, which is the grandfather who uh, raised me in the Christian religion and was um, uh, working with me and training me to become a preacher also. So, like, she's deep southern Alabama Baptist Christian. So, anyway, I brought it up, and I was like, hey, by the way, do you, ha do you have anything you want to donate? Uh, we're doing uh, a thing to help animals and stuff like that. Um, you, you know, it's for my chapter of the Satanic Temple. And my, my stepdad's mom eventually was like, get the fuck out of here with all that devil shit. No, get the, shut the fuck, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like calm down we're doing a charity and my mom was just like i can't even believe you would ask me i'm like but it's a charity just because of the image in the name of satan it got rejected that fast now i've talked to my mom since him and i've explained what my religion is how i don't believe in an actual devil why it uses the imagery and all that shit and she's cool with it now and, and now if i asked her she probably would donate something but that image hurts us when it comes to people even giving us the chance to listen. And that's a battle we're always going to fight because when it comes down to it, they said it in the documentary. Um, atheism is faceless. Atheism is defining what you are not, while Satanism is defining what you are. You, you're not going to get a lot of atheists together working very well. For the most part, besides the uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation, I can't really think of many other giant atheist organizations that are doing anything. And in fact, most atheists are annoying uh, and they go down the militant atheist route where as soon as you say something about – you accidentally say God bless, they go off on you about how God doesn't exist and you're an idiot. <laughs> like PETA or something. <laughs> or no, maybe yes. that's not, yeah, and let is me, that a good analogy? Yeah, and let me say, fuck PETA. Oh, fuck, um, fuck yeah, fuck PETA. Fuck I PETA. know some cool vegans, but I don't know if I know any cool PETA. I don't know any cool PETA because that organization is uh, evil. And uh, you know what? When it comes to animal rights activist groups, you're the Catholics of it. Let's see how many... <laughs> Dead animal bodies are in your fucking wake. Do they still? They for a while they they reported how many animals they killed. I I don't know if they still do that or not. But uh, it, it I, I would was you know five they, five figures at least per year, maybe six figures per year of I, animals they killed. I wouldn't trust them with what they say because let's be honest, all they are is an organization that runs PR to get fucking money they are they're making money on top of money stacks on stacks on stacks on the backs of people who are brainwashed into thinking they're doing good with them there are tons of other organizations you can choose to work with pete i'll tell you this when it comes to charity organizations you can almost guarantee the big name organizations that you see everywhere that work with all the celebrities and the businesses and, and the sponsorships and all that shit, they're about making money. They're they're skimming off the top something fucking hard. Look at the salaries of the people on top. 
And I'm not saying they shouldn't make money to pay the people that work there. I'm just saying, why are these people getting rich doing it? You don't need that much money. You don't. And uh, if you do need that much money, I would like to see you opening animal farms to take care of these animals you say you care about. Fuck them. Um, but anyway, back to my point. Uh, so, and, but when it comes to but at the same time, where the uh, the image of Satanism is used can hurt us. It's also helped us. I mean, Darren, do you really think that if it wasn't for the fact that we said, well, if you erect the Ten Commandments, you have to erect this Baphomet statue because it's it's it you can't have just one. Freedom of religion. There's supposed to be a separation. You can't show uh, favoritism towards one. So legally, we're going to get our statue. If it wasn't for that, do you, without that threat of an image of Satan next to the Ten Commandments, do you, they would have held, they would have had that shit wrapped up in court for fucking years. Oh, yeah. So at that point, the image of Satanism does help. Yep, as same with the that the prayer uh, like you talked about with the people that were getting death threats in was that Oklahoma or Arizona? I think it was Arizona. I think that was Arizona. Yeah, the, them uh after the scared Christian filibustering, they ended up ending public prayer at that government meeting after 60 years. Exactly. And it's just like, hey, if you're not going to make it equal, then you can't have it. That's all it is. It, and it's it's not a hard concept. I, I mean, you see so many people in in this thing when it comes to the Satanic Temple, and you see how a lot of them were pushed into it, not by like not in a, a, a not in a maybe push is not into right thing, but I do find people who are involved in Satanism have been pushed into that way of life by being antagonized by not fitting into that quote unquote normal way of life uh bullied into being alone and only having that small portion of life that they can live in the D D and the metal music and uh well if you like those things you're weird and you're pushed away and the more you're pushed away the the more you become not a minority in 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 the traditional sense like i don't want to make this sound like oh nerds are a minority but you become an outcast and those outcasts tend to band together. And luckily when you have outcasts that are accepting of other outcasts, you then band together to fight for something good. And, and we're fighting for LGBTQ rights. We're fighting for uh, women's health rights, uh, abortion rights. Uh, I have two pins on my battle chest from the Satanic Temple Atlanta chapter. And one of them is a reproduction rights pin. So, uh, like, they're pushed into it because they're like, oh, you like D&D? You must worship Satan. And eventually, if you keep calling someone a murderer, they're probably going to murder someone. If you call someone something for so long, eventually you create them. So, at the end of the day, you created us because I'll give you a prime example of how I found Satanism. I had moved from South Carolina to Alabama. Uh, right after 10th grade to uh, to uh, my 11th grade. 
I went to a public school in Alabama where they openly prayed. They had um, they had uh, uh, the the meetings in the gym. I forget what they call them, where they would do you know praying and and very Christian shit. And I would get in trouble all the time because I would walk out, or if I knew it was coming up, I would wear shirts like Christians murdered Indians, um, stuff like that to, to, to fuck with it. Because in this school, even the biggest fucking goth kid at that school was a goddamn every Sunday going Catholic. I felt like I was the only person in that school besides like a very small percentage uh, of people that are of the other major religions like Judaism or, or, or I I don't remember any any Muslims at that school. There could have been. Um, but they were all Christians. And so I hated it. They were constantly putting it in my throat. I would show up to school with like a carved up Bible with an upside down cross and 666. All that stupid edgy shit that a teenager does. I was doing that shit and it came to head by me getting the shit kicked out of me in the bathroom uh, by by a bunch of jocks. A bunch and of Christians. <laughs> a bunch of Christians. And I lasted about three months in that school before I started skipping school every day. And then I, I skipped school for about three months straight successfully before I finally got caught. And then I got kicked out and I moved to – I got sent to live with my dad in Georgia. And when I started going up there, uh, I met a guy uh, named – Mike, we call him Mike the Russian, and uh, much like Lucian Greaves, he actually has a dead eye, and uh, he gave me uh, his copy of the Satanic Bible after we had talked and found out we both loved Godzilla um, and, and about my anti-Christianity. He, he gave me that, and I read it, and, you know, it's – and I, I was obviously just waiting for someone to, to hand me that. To go, oh, they're they're beating the shit out of you and they're calling you a Satanist even though you clearly said you don't believe. Well, have you heard of the Satanic Bible? And I read that and, you know, after that, you know, it, it was study, 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 learn about this kind of shit. And um, but I always maintained I thought for myself I didn't really uh, call myself a Satanist Um for a few years, I, I was still very much just like, I'm just trying to learn and everything. I was still very much like a militant atheist. Um, but eventually, I, I, I came into Satanism, and when I found the Satanic Temple, it really changed my view process because I was like, oh, wow, they're they're politically active like I am. They They are actively saying hey let's protect gay rights hey let's pr protect abortion laws like well fuck yes that's what i'm into so it, it was it became like at that point i openly started calling myself a satanist because before then i would just be like well i'm an atheist but when i found the satanic temple i openly started calling myself a satanist and i i, I didn't hide it anymore and i don't i have i i don't and I get some people are never going to understand why and they're never going to accept it and they're not going to listen to me and that's fine. And other people are going to make fun of me because of like the dress up and the rituals, which I'll say I don't do. I don't do rituals. I do not do the dress up or anything like that. I understand it. I just don't do it. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, I would go to a ritual and I would enjoy it as more of a performance 
performance piece, but I myself don't do them. I, I do not have um, a shrine in my house. At one point, I tried to do that, and I just it's not for me. So, and, and I'm not the only one. There are other Satanists that do not do rituals and shit like that either. Um, even though we do spiritually feel akin to Satan um, as a rebellious figure, as a knowledge bringer, as as someone who opposes what they see as hypocrisy. Even though we don't believe in, in God or the devil, uh, we do look at Satan as a literary figure and, and, and choose him as our face. I think I've said this before, but, you know, I was I came up in the Catholic Church. So I left religion as soon as I could. I think I I do not think I was confirmed, which happens in eighth grade. But I kind of actively stopped going to church when I was. Twelve or thirteen, whenever it was. And then you know, learning about stuff like this, you know, when I was in high school and I got into the the beat writers, I read a little bit about Buddhism and stuff. And it was just so interesting that these, I mean, the satanic temple is a bit more of a, not a religion religion as like say Buddhism, but the things that the. Why? Buddhism doesn't have a God. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, this works perfect. <clears throat> Cause at the end of the day, your Buddhism. Uh, I used to say this a lot yeah. um, that uh, Buddhism and Satanism are more of a philosophy than a religion there and then but um but i don't i don't believe in that anymore because i realize the thing that makes it a religion is that spiritual connection with the other people that you're doing these activities with like yes we're not coming together to pray to a god but we are coming together uh, for companionship and for a goal, whether their goal is to spread peace or their goal is to convert more people into Christianity or our goal is to uh, make sure a woman can have a safe abortion. It is it's spiritualness, not in the sense of a, of a magical person in the sky, but more in the sense of a connectiveness with other human beings. And that's why I now I do see it as a religion, even though I used to say, oh, well, Satanism is just like Buddhism. It's more of a fucking philosophy. It's because I didn't have that connection with other humans about it. And that's what you get when you see Buddhist monks together. They have a brotherhood. They have a connection. The Satanic Temple does that for a lot of us. Very good point. I, I think I was stumbling in a way to say it seems that the the aggressive way that some of the religions that have a magic sky person the way some of them talk about things like the satanic temple or buddhism or something like that gets a little bit more shocking the more you read about the things like uh what is it the seven tenets of the sa satanic temple that yeah. shit all makes way more fucking sense yeah do you have those pulled up by any chance i do okay let's go let's go through them real quick and ex and for the people at home, you know, and you know what, I'll bring up the the Ten Commandments, and uh, let's go through the Ten Commandments real quick versus the fucking. Why are you not just giving me the Ten Commandments? Don't <laughs> I don't want explanations. I just want 
the Ten Fucking Commandments. Is talking about the movie of which those Ten Commandments statue placards okay. are a publicity stunt from Paramount Pictures, which I, I did not know. know that. I did not know that. So that, and I, I want to look into that because I, I know for a fact there is one thing that is completely inaccurate said in uh, uh, Hail Satan. Okay. At one point when they're talking about the biblical story of um was it abraham killing his son or are going to kill his son because god told yep. him to yep like uh the traveling wilburys that story has never had satan in it period he never appeared as a snake and told him no i don't know what fucking bible they got that from that is not in that story i didn't remember that either it's not so that guy who said that, I, I, it's great for the point he was trying to make, but that's false. And so I do kind of want to look into this whole Paramount thing uh, and fact check that. Um, because as long as I find one thing factually wrong that I know off the top of my head, I now have to double check anything you say. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to accept it and move on. But okay. I'll Okay, yeah, I'll take that part enough because there is the footage of Charlton Heston doing his dumb fucking speeches and then undraping the statues that were covered in the American flag. And the British flag! That was the British flag, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like they sewed together an American flag and a British flag. Which Which I thought was fucking weird. If you're religious enough, it's not desecration. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I was going to say, whoa, I thought we don't fly the flags of uh, uh, of losers in this country. But, you know, people still can fly the Confederate flag, so apparently losing a war doesn't matter. Nope. Hate, not heritage. Um, okay, so, one, I am the Lord your God, and you shall not have strange, strange gods before me. Okay, how does this benefit humanity? It doesn't. It is an egotistical, uh, it's to stroke the ego of God. So because I said so answer. Yes. Um, you shall not take the name of the Lord, your God in vain. Once again, does not help humanity, does not help society. It is an ego stroke. Uh, three, remember to keep holy the Lord's day. Okay. I won't go to McDonald's today. Who gives a shit? Uh, four. Honor your father and your mother. Okay, not bad, but here's the thing. If your mother or father is an asshole, fuck them. You do not honor people just because they are your mother or father. You do not respect people just because they are older than you. That shit is earned by them being a good human being. So therefore, number four, I'll give you half a point. But that's it. Number five, you shall not kill. Unless it's in the name of God, that's for in parentheses. They don't print that part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, so that's one of the big asterisks in Christianity. Uh, yeah. So, okay, good. You you should not kill. Give you a point. Uh, number six, you shall not commit adultery. Okay. You should not cheat on uh, the person you are in a relationship with um, whatsoever. Now, if they if you have their consent, it's no longer cheating. In, in my sense, but I do believe that in their sense that this is talking about you are only allowed to have sex with the person you are in a relationship with. And that's it. it. And that's marriage, not outside of marriage, not af- like like that. It, you can fuck the person you are married to and that's it. 
in your lifetime. Period. Um, so I don't know. Do you think they deserve a full point for that or half a point? I would not give full credit for that. Okay, half a point. They got two points. You shall not steal. Fine. Full point. I ain't got no arguing against that. Uh, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. The fuck you mean? What do, what do you, like, I won't lie. I won't turn them in for being a witch. I, I won't uh, watch them kill someone so that I can be brought into a courtroom as a witness. What, like, what are you trying to say here? Because I've never understood what this line is trying to say. Is it is it saying, don't be a dickhead to your neighbor? That's the best I could come up with is, yeah, don't make up some shit about your neighbor. Uh, Yeah, I'm not giving you a point for that. I just don't – I don't think you're clear in your statement whatsoever. So uh, in my opinion, you get nothing. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number nine, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. You get no points for this uh, because, one, this is sexist. Uh, it, it runs very much on the, the, the fucking men own everything in the Christian religion. So fuck that. You uh, get – no points for that. And in fact, I'm actually surprised this one exists only because number 10 is you shall not covet your neighbor's goods, which you would think uh, in a religion that that sees the wives as property over the husbands, that would just mean the same fucking thing to them. I'm sure one guy was like, why do you have this on there twice? I mean, and if we keep going with that way, and I'm surprised they stretched it out from thou shalt not steal. Yeah, you're kind of saying the same thing there. So I'm not giving you a point for any of, for nine or ten. Um, <laughs> it's like in summer school where they have to write the hundred word essay. Even though, well, technically I do believe covet means to lust after and to want and not necessarily steal. So I do believe this is saying, hey, don't even have the thought. Yeah. Don't be jealous of them. Uh, which I guess could roll into you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. A lot of shit about your neighbor shit. Who, I mean, Moses had a shitty neighbor. No, you know what it is, is whoever wrote this had a lot of shit, and they were like, I gotta make sure my neighbors don't fucking try to take my shit. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, out of the ten, they get three points out of ten. That is a failing grade. That is a failing grade. Now, we will flip over to you, all right. As you have the seven tenets, which means they have to get more right here. They have less tenets, even though, I mean, technically we rolled some of those tenets up, could be rolled up together. So maybe they didn't have actual full 10. So let's see if we can pass with the satanic uh, temple seven tenets. All right. It says that the temple's first tenet, uh, tenet is... One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. A uh, full point there. That is o openly, actively working to do good by humanity and make an acceptable society. No arguments for me. I have to say, I was tempted after watching this documentary of joining the temple. Well, you can. You don't necessarily have to join as a religion. We have a lot of people that are just allies of us. They don't join it from the religious point of side, but they do join it from a political side. Now there is a rift. There are some people that are like, don't, don't join us if you're not going to be part of the religious side of it, because it is a religion. Just be an ally of ours. Me personally, I don't give a shit. That's cool with me. Like I said, I just kept saying, Hey, we agree on this thing. 
hey, we agree on this thing. All right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are things that, that the Satanic Temple is dumb, done I don't agree with. For instance, I will always give them shit and make fun of them for suing the Netflix Sabrina show. That's right. That was stupid as fuck and pointless. Uh, I, I was ashamed of us that day. There was no point to that. I don't give a shit. Well, they're casting us in a bad light and using our... Dude, quit being the Church of Satan. <laughs> Jesus. Come on. <laughs> that, that, that was kind of ridiculous. That's no difference than a Christian saying, oh, well, you're offending us with your blasphemy and we won't stand... You're, you're making us upset. And one of the tenets we will get into... Is uh not being a, is that we have the right to not give a shit if you're offended as long as we're not harming you, actually harming you, not fucking. You can't say, oh well, you're harming me because you disagree with my religion. No, because you disagree with my religion, and that's part of uh the fucking issue I have is like we stand openly, uh we stand against the openly ignored hypocritical ways of major religions. And we want nothing more than freedom through equality and diversity. So quit shitting on uh, it, it. It's always been about us offending their religion, but not about how they suppress our religious views. Always one fucking sided. So suck a dick. Uh, I, I to quote Corporate Avenger, I piss on your Jesus and I shit on your Mary. Tenet two. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Correct. If the institution or the law is is wrongfully hurting society and causing injustice for its people, it should be changed. And I feel like the founding fathers of this great fucking nation would agree with us. You want to know why? Because Satanism is patriotic. Really patriotic, not your blind patriotism you have with God love the country and God love the queen and God love the president. No, we are patriotic in the way that we, if we see a revolution is necessary, then we figure out how we can nonviolently work the system to fix it, to change it. Sorry, we're not dumping tea into the ocean and shooting people from fucking ditches can't do that so tenant number two is what i call uh i like to call it uh the the constitution uh tenant it's the it's the patriot tenant to me um and it is the one I, I bring up a lot when it comes to uh how i feel our forefathers would would back uh this tenant yeah i think somebody in the documentary said blasphemy is a declaration of personal independence it is because it was blasphemous when we said, fuck the queen, we're not paying taxes. Because queen is next to God. Tenet three. One's body, I'm going to fuck up this word probably. Oh God, I hate this word. Yes, go ahead. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. I'm guessing okay. that's invi like a <sighs> violation, a form of the uh, word violation. Basically saying we are in control of our own bodies. Um, and I would like to point out uh, it, in the Constitution, there is a thing in there that, you know, we control our own 
uh, bodies. Uh, a lot of uh, pro-drug people will use it saying, uh, you know, it says we have the right to, to put whatever we want into our bodies. Um, and this one is uh, now, now how the satanic uh, temple uses it. We mostly use it to say um, if, if someone wants an abortion, they should be able to get a legal and, and proper safe abortion. But it is true. It, our bodies are our own bodies. If I'm not doing anything to my body that affects you in any actual way, besides offending your fucking religious views, then shut the fuck up. I, I, I don't like I sh if I want to do heroin, I should legally be allowed to do heroin. And I know that that is an extreme thing, uh, but I do believe in legalization of all drugs. Um, I just believe in harsher penalties for doing things under the influence of drugs. Like it's automatic jail. No, no fucking uh, warning or house arrest. You automatically go to, if you rob someone on drugs, if you get behind the wheel of a car on drugs, if you accidentally kill someone on drugs, hey, that's your responsibility. You're the one who did the drugs, but it's it's my body and I should be able to do what I want with it. Uh, I think number four is the one that you're talking to that we would get to. Oh, probably. We'll see. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Correct. Um, cor correct. This is um, kind of the freedom of speech one, but uh, where freedom of speech is actually to protect uh, the people against uh, the government, not uh, you're not having your freedom of speech removed because Twitter blocked your favorite right and <laughs> corresponded. They are allowed to do that. That is not against freedom of speech because freedom of speech deals with the people in the press against the government. The government cannot censor you. Yeah. Um, you being called this, an asshole and losing your Facebook profile is not the government. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vice President Zuckerberg will change all sorts of laws when Trump drops uh, Pence. But – Maybe we'll cut that out because we've made it almost this whole episode without talking very much about modern day politics. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it it, it it encroaches on that. But uh, yeah, for this one, it's it's look, I as a person do not. Nowadays, I used to when I was younger, I was very much an asshole when I was younger. But nowadays, I do not try um, to offend someone unless they clearly uh they clearly make it known that uh they're going to push the boundaries if they're not going to respect my religion i'm not going to respect their religion soon as they <laughs> self-defense yeah, offense. soon as they say you're going to hell or anything like that it's war bro we're going at it um i also don't uh like yes i know some people do get offended by words um while I don't get offended by words, I do understand it. So I do try to make sure I am not offending people. Um, though I do believe this does not count towards comedy. I'm sorry. Comedy is all or nothing for me. They can say whatever they want. If people don't find it funny, people don't find it funny. Uh, the freedom to say it is not freedom from the 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 responsibility of it. So if, if someone does decide to get you taken down because you made an off-color joke that's on them i am against it 
but um, and, and it's partially because of this tenant. If you want to make an off-color joke that is based off racism or homophobia or targeting a community, I will never stop you. Um, I may not support it, but uh, like, especially if I think it's done in a negative light. But uh, comedy is one of those things I am very all or nothing about, so uh, I will never be up in arms about it. That is for professional comics. If you're just a guy who posts memes on the internet, you're not a professional comic. I don't <laughs> hold you to that caliber, by the way. My favorite comedian has said jokes to offend fucking everyone. You listen to a Doug Stanhope album, he's taking shots at fucking everyone. So, Oh, man, he used to do... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no. If you got something to say about Doug Stanhope, go for it. I, I fucking love Doug Stanhope. I have met him. I have signed CDs from him. He, I adore him. I might have some signed shit from him. He would only perform at punk clubs here because there's maybe one or two official comedy clubs. And the owner was an asshole to some other comic. And he went on this big diatribe about, like, fuck you and gonna fucking kill your mom or, you know... Something Doug Stanhope-ish when he gets mad at somebody. So he only did punk clubs. Yeah, I would go see him at the High Five all the time. And really cool guy, really nice guy. Uh, some of my friends had a comedy troupe. Ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember what they were. Some, like, definitely not communists or something that a comedy group would be called. Uh, definitely not communists. That's a good comedy group. I like that. <laughs> really nice fucking dude and it was cool seeing him on the little punk stage and you know he'd step down because the stages weren't very high and sell merch and hang out had you know a couple drunk as fuck conversations with the man so yeah yeah uh but yeah i love doug sanhope uh but yeah so if i offend you in any way you have two options you can explain to me why I offended you. And if you do that in a respectful manner, I am going to apologize and try my best not to make like a joke or something that is going to offend you. Um, if you explain it to me, we can talk about it. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect and that I'll never do it again, but I will try my best. Or you could be a dick about it. And if you're going to be a dick about it, fucking bring it on let's go word for word so you have the right to be offended um but i have the right to offend and and this is a slippery slope because i know a lot of people go well this you know opens up for hate speech and shit like that and i'm like well yeah it's 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 a very black and white statement um but you know what um freedom of speech uh, not from the constitutional point of view, but freedom uh, of speech from just everything is a slippery slope. And much like comedy and how I deem it in comedy, it's almost all or nothing. Because as soon as you, you shut down one thing, it's a slippery slope and it's easy to shut down everything, everything, everything. So the way I see it, if, if the KKK wants to uh, get up there and talk their shit uh, – I'm fine with it. Let them. We have we have three options. We've got the worst options. We can whine, cry, and complain about it. We got the second option, 
We can completely ignore it. And we've got the third option, the best option. We can do something about it. We can, uh, you know, do like a lot of these Christians do and try to pull every satanic temple fucking thing ever uh, and get people outraged so they can't let us do it. Uh, or you show up and counter protest. Fucking show, do it nonviolent. The fetish babies. Yeah, fetish babies. And I always say it's great to go in there from a comedic point of view. Hold up a sign that says the KKK has small dicks. You know, do shit like that. Um, Convert uh, Fred Phelps's mom to uh, be a lesbian by having uh, people kiss over her grave. Exactly. Do shit like that because comedy is how you kill them. Because what are they going to say? Like, like, do you know why they're called the KKK? Why? Well, you know, they only fuck their cousins and their sisters, so... It's all pretty much the same K. Uh, not a good joke, but you get my point. Well, and I always thought to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of, uh, of another is to forego one's own addresses the, the violent hate speech that I feel like people are talking about. Go get that person. I kind of, I kind of felt like that section of the fourth tenet addresses that yeah well and and there's a difference in expressing your views and doxing someone let's let's be honest if you're doxing someone you are at that point actively no longer in speech territory because you're actively going against that person you're making chess moves on that person willfully and unjustly encroaching upon the freedoms of another Correct. Yeah, correct. Exactly. And then you forego one's own. So I yes. I think number four gets some full points right there. I mean, I think at this point we're all full points. We have we have full points for each one, which means that we've already beaten uh, the Ten Commandments. Already beaten the Ten Commandments. Let's go for bonus rounds. We got three three bonus points to just turn this into a boat race. Uh, ten at five. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. That's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. So basically, if you think uh, vaccines cause autism and the coronavirus is being spread by 5G cell towers, you're wrong. Uh, you're 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 taking pseudoscience and using it to fit your your needs. Uh, you're misleading um, facts to suit your belief system, and that's something you should always do. Me and Kenneth were talking this morning. We were talking about how, as people get old, they go down one or two routes. They either gain wisdom or they gain stubbornness. And uh, a lot of times, you will find people who say that they are very open-minded. But they're actually not. Uh, they say they're open-minded because they're egotistical and, and, and narcissistic, and they believe they're open-minded, uh, but they also believe they're right about everything. So when you bring them facts or science um, that goes against their opinion, uh, they shut it down. So in since they are not open-minded. Uh, but those who, who grow old with wisdom remain open-minded and and conform to uh, the accepted sciences to help build their opinions and, and help designate the path that they will go down. 
Listen to the scientists. That's been the message the last few episodes of this show. Yes. Don't listen to a fucking politician. Don't listen to a celebrity. Don't listen to us. I mean, listen to this podcast. But listen to what, what actual medical doctors and medical experts are saying. Believe scientists. <laughs> Listen to us. They're the ones that, that, that know this shit. That spent fucking 20 years learning this shit. Yeah. They're the ones that can say, I did research on this. Most everybody else means, I googled it for five minutes. I saw a YouTube video of a guy in his truck yelling at me. <laughs> his sunglasses were so mirrory. Felt like he was looking into my soul. <laughs> yeah, full point. Yeah, full point. I'm Six. biased, but full point. Listen, believe scientists. Anyway, six, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. This is a, a one that I feel is so important in this age. People make mistakes. If they rectify that mistake and they apologize those who they have done wrong by, uh, you know, let them grow from it. Do not rip them from the ground. Now, if they end up making that same mistake again, maybe they didn't learn from it. Maybe then set them on fire. Uh, metaphorically, not 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 actually. Um, but this also accounts for people need to understand that that when you're pulling up dirt on on people, uh, and it's something from from more than a year ago. Understand that a lot of people can grow in a year and they might not be the same person. There, oh my, I'll use me for an example. I'll put myself on the chopping block. If you go back to me uh, eight, 10 years ago, I used the word faggot like it was punctuation. I said it constantly. I said it, you know, uh, just, just all the time. And I felt that it was okay for me to say it because I was called a faggot my whole life. I'm not gay. I am straight. But I felt because that I I was called that shit all the time. I can just say it. And I didn't have one of those moments where I called an actual gay guy a faggot and they got all upset and, and we talked about it and they explained it to me. I just over time realized that I shouldn't be saying this. It's not right for me to say. Um, side note, I also don't believe in going the whole route saying the F word or uh, the N word, um, you know what you're fucking saying. Just say the fucking word. No one's going to get offended at you if you're explaining something and you use a proper word. If I'm using the word to explain how I use the word, I'm going to. I'm sorry. I don't know why it would upset you because I'm explaining how I used to be a bad person and I learned from it and became a better person. But because of that... I'm sure in social media, you can go back and find places where I said that word. And, you know, if I ever get famous, run for Congress, people are going to go, oh, my God, 10 years ago on Instagram, he posted a picture and said, look at my video games. We need to fucking burn him at the stake. No, that was fucking 10 years ago. I made mistakes and said things I shouldn't said. I grew from it, I learned from it, and I have corrected those mistakes. And that's important. Do, do one's best to rectify and resolve any harm that might have been caused. 
And sometimes you don't know you caused harm. So when someone comes, when someone brings that to you saying you caused harm, you don't get the right to throw that out the window. You need to take a look at it. And they may, they may be overreacting something or something like that. But if you cause harm to them in any way, you know, do your best to rectify that. Even if you don't think it's that serious, it may be serious to them. So rectify it. You know, I, I prime example, I made an inappropriate joke towards Derek that he got upset about uh, Derek from uh, uh, cinema uh celluloid discussions got he has so many he's my dude on underwater kaiju from outer space <laughs> okay that's my fucking dude 10 out of 10 Derek. anyway um i made a joke about something that offended him because i did not know something about his family's past um and you know he blew up on me now i could have blown up on him but instead i private messaged him um you know, I, uh, someone messaged me and explained to me why he got upset. So because of that person, I thanked him. And then I went to Derek and I explained how sorry I am. I did not know. I will try my best to never do that again. And I'm uh, I'm just really sorry. And, you know, he in turn goes, you know what? It's OK. I know you weren't trying to offend me. I was actually just mad about something else. And it, and it just happened. You caught the blast. And I was like, that's fine, man. That's fine. Um, I understand Sometimes you even like you got to be the better, not even the better person. You need to just be a good person. You're not better than them because you took the high road, but you need to slow down, take a minute, reach out, talk to them. I knew that him from this joke because of his reaction. But at the same time, had he not made the reaction, just ignored it. I wouldn't have known that I had hurt him. Just, you know, so. If someone brings something to you or they react a certain way, you know, make your amends. It's the same way like people um, who bring up like with transgender. Well, I don't do I call him him, her. How many pronouns are you going to have? They act like it's such a fucking big deal. And it's not. If I, I, I've, I have I have transgender friends and I've told them straight up, hey, if I accidentally misgender you, you know, or use the wrong pronoun, let me know. I may fuck up a few times, but I will eventually get it. You let me know. And you got it. Story time. We got time for another story. Yeah, yeah. If you want, or do you want to do the story? Does this related to part six? Yes. Okay. It relates with what I was just talking about with transgender people. Then so go. I was in Panama City Beach. I was working at Target um, in the electronics department. There was a, a a guy named Kyle who worked for the Target Mobile that sold the cell phones. Uh, him, me, and another dude were all at the electronics counter bullshitting we're talking about porn and uh he goes oh i don't watch porn and i'm like what, what do you mean you don't watch porn all guys watch porn the fuck are you talking about that, that that's the lie we tell uh women so they don't get upset um and he was like i just don't watch porn and i'm like bullshit dude and i was like you know what give me your fucking man card it's revoked you're not a man anymore so the other guy leaves after we all laugh he walks up to me all serious he hands me his fucking driver's license. And I'm like, what is this? He goes, you said you wanted my man card. Look at my driver's license. And I'm like, okay. I look down. Kimberly. Oh, fuck. I am about to lose my job. Uh, I'm done. Fucking, I fucked up. I, I told him to give me his man card. I told him he's not a fucking man. Fucking done. But you know what? 
He didn't do that to me. He goes, it's cool. You didn't know. And I also take it as a compliment that you didn't know that I was born a woman, that, that you saw me as a man. And I looked at him and I was like, bro, I still see you as a man. Still going to take your man card, but I still see you as a man. Uh, so the moral of the story is, is like, not only if you have hurt someone's feelings, you need to make a, a conscious effort to fix that. But on the other side, if someone does something that would offend you, use that as a learning uh, experience for that person and explain it to them. That's how we make everyone better people. So, yeah, full point. Okay, last one. Let's, what, two points ahead of the Ten Commandments with almost half the work. Clean sweep, clean sweep, clean sweep. Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Yeah, so this one is kind of redundant, but the way I see this one is gang saying, hey, Everything evolves. Everything changes. So remember that these are our guidelines for you to be a better person and help make society a better place. So always evolve, always change with the time and keep that progression going. Um, so I, I've always called this the evolution tenet. Always make sure you're, you're moving forward. So uh, while this one is redundant, because uh, it is kind of basically saying, hey, you know, these are all guidelines. There, you know, there is that important part that, you know, make sure you're always evolving and using the guidelines to help make yourself a better person. It's not even as redundant as in the Ten Commandments that don't don't look at my shit. Don't think about my shit. Don't take my shit. Yeah, exactly. Don't covet my neighbor. Don't <laughs> covet your neighbor's wife. Also, don't commit adultery. Well, yeah, I got that fucking part. Like, cause even if I banged her, if I'm not married and I bang her and she's married, I mean, technically I committed adultery also. I'm sure they don't see it that way, but fuck them. That's how I see it. Gotta burn you like a witch. Witch. The witch. Um, so, the, okay, Darren, uh, obviously the tenants won there, but I want to talk about the big controversy in, uh, Hail Satan. Okay, are, are we talking about uh, the Detroit chapter or something yes. else? Yes, okay. we are talking about Jax. Jax Blackmore. Um, now, for context, Jax was uh, the first person to open up a chapter outside of Salem that was in Detroit. She was, while not a co-founder, she is an early member of it. Um, and uh, she is... A voice you still see in people um, in in the Satanic Temple. So, for one, uh, when you want to hold a protest or pretty much do anything with uh, the Satanic Temple's name, you not only have to get approval from the Satanic Temple, but they have a you have to do it in a certain way where you actually have to get permission from you know that. City or say that government to be able to do it. You know, they want everything done by the book because they don't need any more shit coming down on them. It's already an uphill battle. Don't make it worse. And you see this all the time in, in like, for instance, um, in my we don't have a chapter anymore because it got dissolved because of shitty leaders. 
But so we're now downgraded to friends of uh, Tennessee, Nashville, friends of the Satanic Temple and not a chapter. But you have people in there that get upset with the rules and regulations uh, that are set up and they feel they can't do anything. Um, and they want to go protest or they want to do like a certain charity drive or something like that. And they don't like that you have to wait for it. So you constantly see this attitude that Jax has in people where they get really, really upset about this. And um, and because you can't do it the same way like protesters in the punk movement do it, where they just get up and fucking do it. Because it's not an organization like that. Right. It's, it's you know, it's that DIY shit. But, which I respect and everything, this is different. So with Jax, uh, she... Uh, was doing uh, a speech, a performance art, where she openly called for uh, the murder of the president. Um, which is already a big no-no. Don't fucking do that, guys. Don't. Um, that's, that's one not... of the things that you get in trouble for joking about. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. But the problem with her saying that, under under being someone official in the Satanic Temple, is that we are nonviolent. We hold that very, very sacred in our protests. We are nonviolent. Um, so the problem is when she says something like that, we now have to look at ourselves and go, if we let her continue doing this, we're hypocritical. Uh, she was getting too radical. She, she even said herself, radical Satanism. And so uh, I, I understand being frustrated with the system. But at the end of the day, humans cannot work in anarchy. It will corrupt just as capitalism or communism would. Without rules, humans can just not be trusted to do good. Hell, even with rules, we have a hard time doing it. So unfortunately, we need rules and structures and need to focus on not falling for the same trapping of hypocrisy that the others have. So we have to enforce that and work in a system that establishes to use their own rules, laws, and regulations against them. You can't say that you want to take down the system and do it radically because in this day and age, that system is just so big uh, and that, that you can't do it. You can't make it a mission. Uh, okay, let me – sorry. I got a little bit in it. Uh, it's too big to, to just do that. So you have to take your mission – and you have to make it one of reality and try to work in those bounds for change. Of course, we all want it to happen faster. But we have to understand that this is just not how it works. At the end of the day, idealism breeds radicalism because they don't take into account the reality of it. And in the end, it hurts the good fight. In every case, you see extremists hurt the good fight. And that's because a lot of extremists live in this utopia in their head where it's ran by idealism instead of working in the bounds of reality. You have to work the system the way the system is built to actually change the system. So she was excommunicated, if that's a thing, or just demoted? Demoted. I don't. I. I don't know. Um, I know she has. She has come out and kind of talked a lot of shit. In fact, a lot of people actually left. The Satanic Temple after she left, and I, I really wish I would have went back and read that article because I remember reading it when we were first talking about this, doing this, 
And I remember reading it, and I now I don't remember the specifics. But uh, when she left, a lot of other people left too because they were frustrated with having to do activism in such a confined way. But for me, I understand why we have to do this. At least in the documentary, it sort of made it look like she started to get annoyed at the the system within after the Boston Black Mass got shut down by the super, uh, I don't even know what you want to call the Boston Catholic oh. Church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, when the Catholic Church fucking ran them out of it. And uh, to be fair, the I mean, the school canceled on them a few hours beforehand, and that sucks. And, you know, it was a failure. But I think her frustration was more at the fact that Lucian and them were already thinking about canceling it because of that. And um, as you watch the, the thing, you will see them talk about um, being worried about death threats and shooting them. And it's true. Like, when you're talking about christianity it's not the extremists and the radicals only that will shoot you some of them will just shoot you for because they think they're killing evil like it's not like you don't have to be radicalized you don't have to be a radical christian to kill a satanist it doesn't happen that often but all it takes is is one fucking guys had too many beers and he's going to go shoot you for Jesus as someone who has been beat, beaten up for poking the bear. That is Christianity. They will do it without a guilty thought in that head. None of them gave a shit when they beat me. They, they beat me, they spit on me. And, uh, then they said they would pray for me. <laughs> so, and that's why I was so, so anti-Christian for so long. If you met me 10 years ago, I I attacked Christianity every chance I got. I don't really do it anymore um, unless um, it is brought up to me. Um, I have no problem talking shit about Christianity whatsoever. I do deem them, uh, for the most part, as evil. Like, like they brought it up in the thing, like uh, everything they said was happening in the satanic panic that wasn't fucking happening. At the meantime, the Catholics are hiding all the kid fucking they're doing. Moving them around, but, you know, you can't say that there's anything bad about it. Yeah. Don't, don't make us be introspective. What, they called yeah, it it's... a minstrel show. There was some fucking guy on Fox News talking about shooting the people that brought the statue of Baphomet over. Uh, it seemed like anytime the only people that were of religion that defended the satanic temple on any of the Fox news clips seemed to be rabbis. Usually. Did you, did you see the clip in there? There was a guy, and I think it was during that time. One of the guys was holding a Confederate flag. He was talking, there was a guy next to him in a white shirt. Did you read his shirt? I, I didn't write it down, but his shirt said something about diversity and genocide. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it was diversity is a genocidal plot. Or something yes, like something that. like that. And I just sat there trying to figure out what does that shirt even mean? Diversity is a genocidal plot. Like it's, diversity is the opposite of genocide. I don't think diver you can't get diversity by committing genocide. I think it lends itself to some of the pegging of people from that area of politics as fucking morons. 
because there's usually something misspelled or there's that. Uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio, where there have been two protests outside the state house during the uh, Department of Health's daily update on the coronavirus shit. One guy showed up with a sign. Now, it's a Republican governor. Most of our city government, pretty much all of our city government here in Columbus is Democratic or non-Republican. But it's a Republican governor. And there was a guy with a sign that said, you vote for a liberal and you get Marxism or something like that. You vote for liberalists and you get Marxism. I'm not even really sure how they got that from an anti-choice Republican. But... I mean, yeah, Governor DeWine is a he's not (laughs) he's a fucking Republican. And most of them have very Republican views. That party is a lot less splintered than some of the other parties seem to be. And, uh, you know, what the in Michigan, those people blocking the entrance and exit to a hospital or the guy that was mad that Obama wasn't in the White House on 9-11. And he was really wanted to know why. Because he wasn't fucking elected until seven years later. Uh, yeah, there, there's always going to be stupidity. Uh, this is why we go back to that tenant about science. Uh, because it helps make us better people. And I just don't understand. And, and that's the thing that bothers me is the open hypocrisy. That, that seems to be... Uh, they just all turn a blind eye to it's okay for them to be hypocritical about all this stuff as long as they get their way, Um, which is why so many of us use their greatest adversary as our image to fight against them. Uh, There's a reason why I uh, was and still am, I'm just less vocal about it, very, very angry at Christianity and the horrible things that have been done uh, in the name of it. Uh, No one has a body count like Christianity. No one has... uh, The things done in the name of Christianity make the things done by Hitler and Stalin combined look like fucking playdates. Well, I mean, the Pope Pope during the Holocaust was very friendly to the Nazis. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so it's it's just I can go on rants and rants and rants about Christianity and why I dislike them and why I even hate them. Um, and I used to want them as a religion to go away. I don't feel the same now. I do hate them. I do. Uh, it's my bias. Kenneth and I talk about our biases a lot. Uh, he's uh, extremely pro Second Amendment. And he knows that's his bias. I'm very anti-Christianity, and I know that's my bias. So when we have conversations that involve either one of those two subjects, we know we're going to come with bias. And that's something that I've worked on, and I've gotten better about it more in the sense that I just I don't say as much. I don't poke the bear as much. But when I watch something like Hail Satan, and I, I see the way that we are treated by these people um, who are okay with us dying, think we're better off dead, uh, l- looking at us like, you know, we're old yeller and you need to take them in the back and shoot them, except 
they're they're not dog lovers, so they don't actually give a fuck that they have to shoot old Yeller. It's hard for me. It makes it hard for me to hold back. As soon as I got done watching Hail Satan, I wanted to just go. I have a shirt that has like a big ram priest holding a, a crucified Jesus, and he's throwing them in the pit of hell. Except his head's already cut off. Jesus' head is already cut off. Uh, very offensive shirt. Uh, I wanted to put that on, and I I wanted to immediately go on Facebook and 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 post corporate Avenger songs like the Bible is bullshit, or and I wanted to post all this blasphemous stuff because I get so angry about it, and I want to shove it in their fucking faces because that's what they do to us. That's what they do. It is okay for for uh, people to walk around wearing a shirt that has a cross on it and says Jesus loves you. Um, you know, they're wearing their cross necklace. But when I walk around and I have my Baphomet ring on and I've got my you know my satanic shirt on or my satanic hat on, uh, you know that has satanic symbols on it, people are looking at me like I'm going to to fucking uh, but fuck their child on a sacrifice goat. And it's just not the fucking case. You have the proof to prove that your religion has done some of the most vilest things on this planet. My religion uses imagery from a guy who has a far, far smaller kill count than your God does. My guy brought knowledge. Yours brought a fucking flood. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they're both not real. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be upset about Christianity. I'm going to be up in arms about it. And I'm going to keep fighting the good fight. I'm not trying to take Christianity away anymore. I just want them to respect us the way that they believe they deserve to be respected by everyone else. Mic drop. I got to calm down. I got to, I will fucking, I mean, you're friends with me on Facebook. You see, I do not actually post that much when it comes to politics or religion. Nope. I stopped doing that because I don't like having Facebook conversations about it anymore. (laughs) If you want to talk to me about it, I will give you my phone number and we will talk. We will have a conversation. Um, but I'm not doing this back and forth, back and forth comment thing on Facebook anymore. Um, most people don't want to listen. They're just there to, to see if they can scream the loudest. And I'm just not into it. And it's one of the reasons that I, I greatly enjoy coming on your show. Because when I come on your show, I get to kind of show people that um, – I'm not just a funny guy who knows a lot about horror, uh, you know, that does podcasts um, that's that's good with jokes or witty remarks and comebacks and shit like that. Um, I have views that uh, I try to be well-researched about. Um, you know, like when I called Kenneth today, I was like, hey, I need to make sure that this rebuttal opinion actually makes sense and can't be torn apart in five seconds. Um, I like to research my topics. I like to understand them. If I'm talking about something that I don't fully comprehend, I like to state that. I like to say, hey, I don't have all the facts. I've not done the research. I will 
give you my opinion as far as I can, but at some point you may bring up something that I I don't have a, a counterbalance to because I don't know and I will have to look into it before I can speak on it. Um, so when I get when I come on your show, I get to get into that side of me and I get to open up and talk about uh, things I do care about that I, I don't bring up um, unless I'm using my mouth. Um, and I get to talk religion. I get to talk politics, um, counterculture, shit like that, that. That really does mean a lot to me. Uh, so I really do want to thank you for uh, having me come on your show and, and always having me come on for great topics. Uh, we've done Battle Royale. We've done, cons- frankly, Conspiracy. Uh, and now we've done Satanism. And I just love being able to come and, and talk to you about all of this. I love that you let me rant. And just fucking go. Even though, like, I had a bunch of what I said today written down. I did try uh, to structure my thoughts. So you can play the game as we go. What parts were written and what parts weren't. But thank you. It really is a fucking joy for me to be able to come on here and uh, explore this side of me. And uh, kind of give people maybe who didn't know about Satanism a, a better look at it uh, or maybe even give them the the willingness to maybe look into it and realize oh well they don't actually worship satan uh they're they're you know these seven tenets i really agree with hey i really agree with this political activism thing i'm gonna look more into that and like i told darren you don't have to join the religion you can always be an ally we always need uh more voices And it's always a pleasure from my end of all those things. And I I look forward to coming up with the next thing that we talk about. I like what you said about uh, taking a look at something, taking a different angle at something, and just going off and seeing where we end up. And yeah, I, I know I joke about there is no structure for this show, but that's kind of the point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it gives me the freedom to 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 really jump into things and and go on tangent. I try to keep my tangents uh, in line with what we're talking about and make sure they're actually important uh, on this show. While I was, while on my show, I don't give a fuck. I just go off on tangents for the fuck of it because it's funny. But on here, I do you know I I try to bring my egg in because I do see like uh like some people call certain horror movies elevated horror. I like to think of your show as an elevated podcast because it does tackle, uh, you know, political, social sides of things. Uh, and it's not for everyone. There, there's. I remember when I did Battle Royale, uh, Daisy of Exploding Heads was like, oh, yeah, I don't really listen to that show because I don't like politics, but I'm going to listen to it because y'all are doing Battle Royale. And, uh, you know, Jerry, I love you sexually. And I'm like, yeah, man, I understand. And uh, and I and I remember him messing me after me. He goes, you know what? I actually ended up listening to the whole show, um, even the political stuff, because y'all were were very calm about it. it. It seemed like y'all were were more unbiased about it. Like he actually listened to the political side of it because he didn't feel like we were being jackasses about it. Which, when it comes to politics, a lot of people when they talk it are very much jackasses about it. Um, and I think that's because. As for, I, I can only speak for me, but I try to look at both sides. I try not to to uh, 
just jump straight into my left winging views. I, I always try to look at the right side uh, of of the argument and look at what they're coming from. And like, I have a lot of conversations with Kenneth, who, um, you know, is more conservative while more liberal. But uh, we're both like kind of centrist in the sense, but only in the sense that I think we both we try to look at everything logically and we try not to let our uh, which wing we lean to define us and decide where we're going in like I, I i'm a libertarian but i don't believe in everything libertarians believe in i'm not gonna i'm not gonna die on that anthill you don't want to get rid of all the child labor laws oh my god no i I'm, and i'm also uh i believe governments should force us to get vaccines i'm sorry there's science backing it there's some things that for the 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 Global health have to be done. I bet none of you motherfuckers, when if they get a coronavirus vaccine, are going to be like, no, don't give it to my uh, fucking child who has a ventilator tube shoved down his fucking throat because it might give him autism. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. If people's like, I'd rather my kid be dead than have than be autistic. I'm like, you, you fucking, fucking piece of shit. My fiance's little brother, Liam, is autistic. And you know, he's fucking awesome. You are missing out on some great fucking people because you're, you, you refuse to fucking believe that if, if they're not normal and don't fit your fucking guidelines for your life, that they're different and, and don't exist and like their quality of life is, is less. And you know what? For some people, their quality of life is less. But that doesn't mean that they can't be a great person who can bring you happiness and bring a light of your fucking life to you. I fucking love Liam. He has autism and he is fucking great. I love fucking hanging out with him, building Legos, watching fucking uh, Gravity Falls. Shout out to that show. Oh, that show's that dope. Show. Watch that show with your kids. That's it's great. Oh man, that show is awesome. When uh they were up here because of that uh, hurricane that that went through Panama City, uh they stayed with us, and um, I, I hung out with Liam and, and just watched Gravity Falls. Like we watched uh all of it twice in a row over weeks. It was great. So basically, uh, if you think autism calls vaccines and it's better to be dead, uh, you're a piece of shit. Um, and the communists agree with you, so, you know, God hates communists. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Jesus, not a fan of the commies. Fun fact. Fun fun fact, shout out to uh, this great podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard about this podcast on this show. It's called Atomic Age Saucercast. It features me, Darren, and Court, and it is fantastic. You get uh, tons of, uh, you know, political insight uh, because, you know, we have Darren there. And it's it's a great time. Our episode uh, on the day the Earth stood still is uh, by far one of the favorite things I've ever recorded. It was so good and funny and top-notch. We were all firing on our A-games. Go check that shit out. Fuck yeah. What else should people check out? You should probably check out Kill the Cast. We just dropped our best of the 2010s uh, where... Us, me, Kenneth J, plus Tim from uh, Horror for Dummies podcast, picked two movie, two movies from each year, from 2010 to 2019, to create this this great, uh, uh, beautiful supplement 
of the decade. Um, and there's a lot of diversity to it. So if you're Christian, you might not like it, but it's it's still very, very good. You will find some cool stuff in there. Um, can you believe that I didn't pick the same movie as anyone else until 2013? I, I was not extremely surprised. Three people on there picking two movies from each year, and I didn't match up with one, one until 2013. I very, I very rarely met. I, I matched up like three times. Uh, with people so there's that then we've got underwater kaiju from outer space where we're talking godzilla gamera all that kaiju and japanese sci-fi love uh we just did godzilla versus space godzilla uh the next episode which we have not recorded yet and have not set a date for is godzilla versus a smog monster so get ready for that um i just did a guest spot on friday nightmares which is another podcast that is on Kill the Cast's banner with uh, Heather and Scott, which, uh, when are they coming on this show? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I've invited them both. They they like the idea, but that's as far as we've got. Uh, it needs to happen. I'm their boss. So what make I say happen. goes, <laughs> I can make this happen. Because uh, I've talked politics with Heather and Scott, and they're fantastic to talk about that kind of stuff with. Um, especially, it's very fascinating to learn more about Canadian politics and shit right? Uh, with Heather. So uh, I just did an episode with them. I recorded it last night, so I don't know when it'll come out, but it'll be on the Kill the Cast feed. So where you find me where you is where you'll find it. It's a bonus episode, so that's pretty dope. Uh, I think that's it for what I've done lately. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, yeah, like I said, it's always a fucking blast. I feel like I know we, we joke about this a little bit, but... I, I feel like you're going to have to give us the, the sign-off Hail Satan, or else is it appropriation for me to say it? No, every, anyone can say Hail Satan. You want to know why? Because it, it, you're an ally. And since we're not actually asking you to praise a real living thing, does it really matter? So, kids, remember out there, Ave Satanas and Hail Satan. Hail Satan.
This is Bo from legionpodcasts.com. Hey, it's been a crazy time, and when the world gets nuts, we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment. But for some folks, getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days. People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand-scale take-a-penny-leave-a-penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at Legion Podcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping in. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon.